Hello and welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about what happens if you become the successor trustee of a living trust. This has actually come up a lot frequently. I'm not sure why, but I've been getting a lot of calls from successor trustees wondering what they're supposed to do now that they are the trustee of a trust. So let me give you an example. Um, I had a call the other day from a gentleman who is now the successor trustee of a living trust. His friend had set up a living trust before he passed away, and he had named the guy that called me the beneficiary of the trust, as well as the successor trustee. And I guess I should back up and and define the term successor trustee. So the trustee is the person managing the trust. In a living trust situation, this is normally whoever sets up the trust. So if you want to set up a trust, then you would be the, the trustee originally. And then once you pass away, you would have to nominate a successor trustee. So this gentleman called and he his friend passed away and now he was the successor trustee of the trust, which he was also the beneficiary, meaning that he was the one that was going to benefit from the trust, the one that was going to get all the assets from the trust now that the his friend had passed away. So he was calling me to ask me, what do I do? You know, how do I handle this? And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. First off, my example was is a very simple example, a real life simple example. But a lot of times, and I got a call last week from somebody where it's not that simple because there's more than one beneficiary of the trust. So what happens is when you set up a living trust and you're the trustee, the beneficiaries are the people that benefit from the trust. If if we're talking about a living trust, then if you set it up, you're the primary beneficiary, but you nominate secondary beneficiaries when you pass away. So for example, you know, if I set up a trust, I would be the primary beneficiary of the trust during my lifetime when I pass away. I would tell the trust who gets my stuff. And let me just, in this example, I would say my son gets everything, right? So he would be the beneficiary of the trust. If I said that he was not also the successor trustee and I nominated somebody else to be the person that manages the trust and gives him and distributes all the assets to him, basically the trustee is a fiduciary and they have a fiduciary duty, which is a heightened duty to the beneficiaries of a trust. What that means is if you're a successor trustee, Please exercise caution and make sure that you are doing everything above board on behalf of the beneficiaries and you keep an accounting of all the money and what you do with it and what you pay with it because the beneficiaries have the right to ask for an accounting to see what you've done with all the money and they also have the right to sue you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So the cause of action, if they sued you, would be breach of fiduciary duty. So you want to make sure if you're a trustee, basically the message I'm trying to tell you is you have a fiduciary duty to the beneficiaries of the trust. So make sure that you're doing what you need to do in order to distribute the trust appropriately. Your primary job is to do what the trust says. Whatever the trust says is what you're supposed to do. In my very simple example, the gentleman that called me was the trustee and the beneficiary. So he's actually got less problems because he wouldn't be suing himself. So he's in a much better position. 
The only thing that he needs to worry about is making sure that the person that passed away, that set up the living trust, whoever their actual heirs at law are, meaning their family, their blood relatives, don't come after him and say, oh, the decedent, the person that passed away, wasn't in their right mind when they set up the trust, and so the trust is invalid. That's what the gentleman that called me needs to worry about, because in his case, there is a sister, the the man that passed away left a sister and two nephews. What I told the gentleman was that he needs to make sure that he provides notice to those heirs that there was a trust, he's the successor trustee, he's the beneficiary, and that if there's any, if they have any issue with it, they have to bring a claim within 120 days from the notice. So there's a statute, it's NRS 164.021, that talks about this. If you send all the heirs at law notice after the person passes away, then they only have 120 days to contest the trust. That's what I ca- I told this guy to do. I said, you've got to send the notice to protect yourself. Once the 120 days passes and nobody says anything, then you can go ahead and take the assets of the trust. If you're a successor trustee, you're going to want to contact a CPA because there will be a final tax return on behalf of the estate that most likely will be due. So you'll want to be able to anticipate that and know what the costs are going to be so that when you're distributing the estate, you put aside some money for that. But otherwise, it's pretty simple. To kind of sum it up, Be careful if you're a trustee of a trust, you have a fiduciary duty to the beneficiaries, so make sure that you provide proper accountings of all the money in the trust, number one. Number two, if you are the beneficiary of a trust and you have any concern that heirs at law of the decedent would come after you or say that, you know, the trust wasn't valid because the decedent didn't mean to do it, then you're going to want to send that 120-day notice. Number three... In my my first example with the gentleman whose friend passed away, he had put a, the, the only thing the trust owned was a condo and bank accounts. What I told him is you, you're going to have to title the condo into your name from the name of the trust. He has the authority to do that because he's the successor trustee. The only thing that is going to cost him money when he does that, he's going to need to deed the property into his own name is he's going to have to pay the transfer taxes. Uh, So that's what he would do for the condo to get the condo out of the trust name and into his own name. For the bank accounts, the trust was nominated as the beneficiary of the bank accounts. He already has authority because he is the trustee of the trust to take that money. So he can do that as well. He can go to the bank. He has to provide a copy of the trust and he'll be able to have access to those funds. So his situation was pretty easy. Of course, things can get very complicated depending on what the assets of the trust are, who the beneficiaries in the trust are, if there's anybody being disinherited. Uh, So these are all things that can change the scenario. As always, if you want to talk more about this or you are a successor trustee or you're thinking of a living trust, 
please feel free to give me a call and we can set up a complimentary 15-minute phone consult. You can also schedule that directly online at our website. So until next time, I will see you later.